Hi everyone. Um, it is definitely something very different that I used to do. Uh, I've never done this before in my life where I'm recording and myself and I'm um, you know, sharing God's word or even you know any type of recording. I've never done this before. So you know it is it is definitely uh, a learning curve for me uh, trying to you know, really share God's word and, and engage with you. You know, you guys know me. I'm I'm very, you know, I like to involve people. I like to ask questions. I like to, you know, really talk to the people in the room. So it is hard for me to be talking to a camera right now or my computer. Uh, but, um, but of course, you know, this is the type of things that sometimes we have to do. Uh, of course, right now is a the COVID-19 that, uh, you know, is, is, is having us to do this, that we have to cancel events and everything. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, to continue to be strong and continue trusting God in, in the midst of all these things that are going on. But also want to encourage you to follow, uh, you know, what uh, the, the, uh, the government and, and everyone has telling us to the president and the things that... Uh, uh, the things that we can do to prevent uh, this virus to, you know, continue uh, to spread among the people, you know, and that I feel like that also shows that you know we love and care about others uh, that might, that could be um, more affecting than 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 us, and and of course uh, you guys know <laughs> me, uh, you guys always help me when I'm preaching or teaching or whatever with my words. So it's going to be very challenging. But, you know, I, I, I hope that today the message that I have for you, uh, it, is, uh, it is a blessing. And, 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 and even though, you know, my English still, I'm still working on it, I hope I can remember every word that I want to say. If not, please bear with me. And, and in this time that um I'm going to be speaking to you. Definitely, I'm going to do it shorter. Uh, I don't know about you, but me, I if I see a video of like 40 minutes and and more of someone just talking to the computer, it's not very interactive. I, I, I get bored really easy. So I'm going to be, try to be, you know, consist, uh, concise, see. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to try to be, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to, share uh, what um, not everything you know have my sermon prepared and everything but I'm going to try to share the, the key points and the key ideas that I have prepared to share with you on this Sunday and of course uh, if you know I I, I sent the um, the passage to meditation was in first Peter 2 so I encourage you if you haven't read it I encourage you to read it and also uh, I encourage you to read Ephesians 5, 1 through 16, which is the passage that we're going to focus today. So if you haven't read those, I encourage you, if you want to pause it, uh, you know, you can pause it. And then, you know, I encourage you to, to read it and then just come back so that we can together um, go through this passage. And um, so anyway, as uh, you already read it, uh, if you read it, uh, but, you know, if, if not, we're just going to walk together through Ephesians 5, 1 through 16. 
And, you know, when I first read this passage, when I knew that I was going to preach about this passage, it was very encouraging for me, and mainly because uh, in my class right now, there's a book that we're reading. Uh, it's actually right here. I'm going to show you to you after you believe. Um, it's been very challenging for me, but it really talks about, um, well, of course, here the, the topic is why Christian character matters. And we're going to be talking a lot about that in this passage and about how our goal and we can see here our goal as children of God you know, is to be or like you know to be like our God, to be like our Lord Jesus Christ, and how we can do that through Him. And and if we go to Ephesians five, you know, this is very clear. Uh, it's Paul is very clear in telling us uh, what he expects for us, what we as Christians, as children of God, should be. Uh, doing or living the way we should be living. And verse 1, if you have your Bible with you, you can, uh, you know, just with me, and verse 1, just read what verse 1 says. Therefore, be materials of God as beloved, beloved children. And uh, so, if we go just a little bit before, and um, one passage before, which is actually what I think... Uh, you know, it's kind of like the introductory, this uh, verse, verse 1, is introductory paragraph, right, of, of, of what he just said before in 4.32. And if we read 4.32, be kind to one another. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave, forgave you. So we have that. Uh, you know, so Paul is saying, just as God has forgiven us in Christ, you know, freely and fully, he says in, in verse 4, we are to forgive each other. And then goes right away, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. So, in that imitation of God, one of the things that we have to do as Christians is to forgive each other just as God has forgiven us in Christ. You know, it's a forgiveness. And we see that topic of forgiveness, you know, throughout the New Testament and the Bible, and how is it we have to forgive. And here, you know, Paul is very clear. Just the same way God has forgiven us in Christ, we are, you know, we need to forgive each other. And that's, that's one way of the imitation of God. And like I said, that's our goal. You know, we, our goal is to imitate God, it's to imitate Christ, because we are these beloved children. So, once we believe in Christ, you know, those who are by grace made children of God are a constant perseverance, and, you know, it's a, there's a constant perseverance, there's a constant work that we have to be doing in order to imitate our God, in order to imitate of that divine uh, copy, like Second Peter, uh, we read in Second Peter 1, 4, you know, partakers of the divine nature. And I, I just want to read it to you, and I read it also for me to remember. He says in First Peter 1, 4, His divine power has granted us 
all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by them you might become partakers of the divine nature. So, I just read it together so that we have that idea. You know, we are partakers of the divine nature. We're made at the image and likeness of God. And I share a little bit of this of this past Wednesday in the well on the West Fellowship uh, meal. You know, here Paul is asking us to imitate that because we're the beloved children. You know, we are by grace that uh, children of God, and 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 also Peter, you know, is telling us that we're partakers of this divine nature. You know, and he. Uh, his divine powers has granted us all things. And, and you know, this is something very interesting that, um, like I said, with the book that I show you, I think, you know, it really uh, talks about that. And, and even last semester, I, uh, one of my papers that I had right in my school, uh, you know, I was talking about this, about the like, uh, image of likeness of God. And, you know, sometimes I feel like even I, I, I said it in my paper, you know, I, I, I sometimes I don't even think about, you know, what it actually means is the image and likeness of God. And, and you know, everyone in this world is made to the image and likeness of God. But, of course, we know that sin, with the enter of sin, that image and likeness of this universe broken and it's only into we are born again when to you know we believe in christ that we can again you know be partakers of that divine nature and it's when again we can go back to that you know we can restore that image and likeness that that was uh broken with the enter of sin and this is something that, um, you know, like I said, the, the, the book that I'm telling you if, you, if you have a chance to read it, is After You Believe. It is a really good book. It really uh, encouraged me to think more about that, to think more about, you know, how is it I should believe in it and why, you know, why we should believe in here. And here Paul is telling us why, you know, because we are these beloved children and we're going to continue looking about this you know we have to become we have to be imitators of god we have to become more like the heavenly father and you know there is a i mean if you see there's many verses even peter in in other parts you know be holy like your father is holy uh also jesus you know uh it te tells us in the gospel of matthew matthew 5 44 45 it says but i say to you jesus said I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you might be so that you might be sons of your Father who is in heaven. You then verse forty-eight. You therefore must be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So we see this during through the entire Bible. You know, you see this idea that we as this children of God, as, uh, um, as these children, these beloved children, we need to be like our Father. You must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, Jesus is saying here. And 
I like this passage because even I like this passage because it connects these two ideas that we see in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. It connects these two ideas of the imitation of God and the love. And that's what we're going to focus in here. Imitation of God and the love. Because it says, but I say to you, just, just look at what it says, Matthew 5, 44. But I say to you, Jesus is saying, love your enemies and pray, pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. And then it says, Therefore, you must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Talking about that imitation. We need to be like our Father. We ought to be like our Father. And then if we go to Ephesians 5, we return to them. Our main uh, passage, Ephesians 5, 2, after he says, after Paul says to imitate, uh, imi be imitators of God, he says, and, and verse 2, walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself up. He gave and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that's what I said. That this is like a that a Matthew passage is like a is like a perfect um, transit, transitory verse between uh, Ephesians five one and two because here you know Jesus says love. He talks about love, and then and then it's the, the type of love that he talks. You know. Love your enemies. You know, that's, you know, setting uh, what we think about love, you know, so high, you know. Um, of course, in the world, uh, you know, you don't have that idea of love, you know. It is very different, but here Jesus, you know, setting us so high. And, and of course, we say we just, with his sacrifice for us, we see that love, the sacrificial love to us. And here, Verse 2 is, is, is showing us that, you know, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us. And he's talking about that sacrificial love. So here's the, the, the point, right, about love. You know, is love is that virtue that it should be present, you know, along the road of our life. You know, it's uh, love should be present at every moment of our life. If we go to First uh, Corinthians 13, uh, you know, that's the passage that talks about love and what love is, right? That's the passage that talks about love. And in First Corinthians 13, 13, uh, then he, you know, talks about what it remains. You know, he, he talks about, you know, if I have all these things of prophecy, you know, but, it, but, I have, but I don't have love, you know, that's... In vain, there's nothing, and then we go in verse 13, and then you know, and then it says that the room, the, what it remains is hope, faith, hope, and love. And he says, But love is the greatest of all these three. So we see how you know, the this this topic of love is everywhere in the New Testament, and we see it with uh, with John in the in the letters of John, the letters of Paul. The Gospels, you know, we see everything, you know, everywhere, this uh, topic of love. And we see how love made possible, you know, love made possible by the initial love of Christ. We see here in, in Ephesians verse 2, 5, 2, you know, by the initial love of God, um, that for, of Christ that he you know, gave himself for us. Christ loves us. That he gave himself for us, and and like I say, if if, if I 
go to Peter, if I go to John, you know, there are so many verses that tell us about this uh, topic of love. And, and for instance, John, the gospel, if we go to the gospel of John 13, 34, John says, a new command, command I give, give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. This is Jesus talking. And then if we go to one of his letters, 1 John 4, 10, 11, uh, John says, this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son us, an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friend, since God so loves us, we also ought to love one another. So, you know, the letters of John, the letters of Paul, the Gospels, Jesus saying it, you know, we need to love one another. We need to love our enemies. We need to love everyone. He's, if for instance, just here, the way Paul is telling us in Ephesians, the love that Jesus showed us, his love was expressed in giving. And that to the point of sacrifice. That's a verse to Ephesians 5, 2. And, and this is something that, um, you know, really um, makes me think about, you know, my life and the way I love others. You know, sometimes I think, well, you know, I, I can, you know, I can tolerate these people. Um, but, you know, we think about this word tolerating, and even in the book that I show you, it's something that he talked about. it. that's what it made me think of even more. Um, you know, he talks about this toleration about others. And, you know, we can tolerate others. But is, is that really love, to tolerate others? Um, but, you know, because... The love that Jesus is telling us, the love that Paul is telling us to to show it, to give, and even John, it is not about tolerating others, but about giving love even to the point of sacrifice. Walking in love, loving one another, loving your enemies, this is huge. This is not just... This is big thing and and like I say in my own life that's what I you know I was thinking about like do I really love uh, everyone do I you know as a children of God as his beloved children you know do I really love everyone or do I just love my family love my friends or the people that I like because that's not what the scripture says that we should be doing. You know, it's not only the love that is telling telling us Paul and Jesus and John and the Bible. The scripture is not a love that just that includes not only people from our family. It not includes only the brothers and sisters in Christ. People that I like. It includes people from other cultures. It includes people from the, like the homeless. Uh, includes people uh, that we find annoying. It includes the the politicians that or the party that we don't like. That's a love that Paul is talking here. That's a love that Jesus, that John, the Scripture is talking here. It is a love that it it makes no sense in the world, but it makes sense for God. You know, First Peter four eight. Just to give you another passage above all, above all. Keep loving one another earnestly, 
since love covers a multitude of sins. So that's what we, as, as children of God, as these beloved children of God, that's what we need to be doing. That's what we ought to be doing. We should be doing, we should be walking in love every day, everywhere, at all times. And remembering that the love that God is telling us or that God is, wants us to give, it is not the love that the world tells us. It is a love that, that goes beyond. A love that love your enemies, love the people that you don't like or the people that you have, you know, it is you find annoying or whatever, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean. You just that love is the one that God is telling us to to give and the way that we should be living every every day. Walk in love. And then Paul goes to talk about in in Ephesians five, once he says that you know to walk in love, then Paul goes to talk about the attitudes and the actions that we as beloved children must not be practicing, that we should be avoiding and not even talking about. You know, if we if we if we go to your Bible in Ephesians five three, you know, is when he talks about the things that you know we should not be doing or practicing or anything. He says, but sexual immorality. And all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you. And so this is where you see all these things must not even be named. Just talk about these things. Then verse 5 and 6, then it tells us the consequences. If you're following, you know, the, 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 the Ephesians 5 and 6, it tells us the consequences for those who practice all these things, all these immorality and impurity who thinks that it's okay to do all these things or it is not that bad you know it tells the consequences for these people and and then if, and then verses seven and eight you know i don't i don't want to take more time about talking about this but you know so that we have the idea uh verse seven and eight then and it goes and continues to say therefore do not become become even partners with them and then paul says for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So he says, for one time you were darkness. Right? And that's like, when I think about my life before I was born again, before I was a Christian, you know, before I, I believed in Christ, um, you know, that was my life. You know, I have all this life of immorality, impurity, or whatever, you know, all the successes or whatever. And and that was darkness. That's darkness, right? And that was before, you know, even the way I talk here, because it talks that, that, that you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking, you know, filthiness, uh there not be filthiness, nor foolish talk. You know, it says even uh and if we if you continue um empty worlds is uh, verse 6 so you know it's just even the way we talk you know and that's the way I used to talk you know before I was a Christian and and even I remember when I became a Christian and then I stopped seeing my friends for a while of course in my school friends and I remember just one thing that I remember um, that I, I see this friend from my school that I haven't seen in, in weeks and that was you know after I became a Christian and I was in Bible college and 
and I was talking to him just like my friend. I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't even preaching the gospel to him or anything. It was just a normal, you know. I saw him like, "How are you?" and everything. Was just talking about everything, you know. And then after a few minutes, he's like, "Wow, you're like a different person." And and I and I just was like, "Why? Why are you saying this?" And he's like, "Well, you know, you used to." You used to just, you know, be, you know, cuss all the time and, you know, talk about women and about parties and alcohol and all these things and, and you know, you always have a party and everything and you're not saying all of this. And to be honest, honest, I wasn't even thinking about it. I wasn't even thinking about, oh, I should be, you know, talking to to my friend like this because now I'm a Christian. I wasn't even talking about it. It was just the way that now I was talking, the way that I was living now. Because I was not, that was before me, right? I was in the darkness. And of course, I know for people takes different time, um, you know, to, 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 to change. I feel like I was like, for me, it was like in a moment like that. And, and I feel like sometimes that happens for people who, you know, became Christians older uh, in life, where it's just like, boom, a, a change in their life. I know here in the church there there's people who, um, you know, were uh, grew in a, a Christian home, and you know it's a it's a different story uh, that that the my story where I was just like living and you know this immorality life and everything, and and God came to my life you know when I was older, um, but but that's that's but that's what I noticed you know is when I noticed wow. I'm, I'm actually, yeah, a different person. And and it was because of, of God, right? Because of the things that He did in my life. And because I was trying, you know, I started trying to to be, you know, to walk, you know, in, in, uh, in, in this light, you know, because He says that, but now you're the light in the Lord. And, and of course, you know, in the beginning, when I became a Christian, I didn't know much about it about the way you should be living, but once I start reading my Bible, once I start, you know, uh, really paying attention of uh, the sermons and everything, I was like, wow, there's, there's a lot of things that I need to change. And of course, I asked God for that to change. And, you know, some things were harder to change than other ones. But the point is that here Paul is telling us, is reminded us, you know, you were in one time, you were in darkness. This is the first eight. But now you're in the light. You are in light. You are light, sorry, in the Lord. And then what it says later, walk as children of light. So this is the word that we're going to be looking. Now that we go to the second point, right? We first we say that walk in love. We need to imitate God and, and the way to imitate God by us walking in love. And we saw what that means. Now we need to walk as children of light. You know, and this is verse 8. And this is something we need to remember. And and something sometimes I, you know, we don't think about it. And even in verse 3 here, there's something here important. We're saints. And also in First Peter two, the, the the passage to reflection that we have to reflect uh, this morning, we're set apart ones. It's First Peter two nine. You know he says, 
we're the saints, we're the set apart ones. And we no longer belong to the world of darkness around us. You know, we have first Peter 2 9, you know, we have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And just to 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 read the entire let me read the entire passage, first Peter 2 9. For you're chosen, you're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own position, that you might proclaim the excellence, excellency, excellencies of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Sometimes, you know, to me, I remember when I was, before when I read this passage, you know, I was like, oh, wow, that sounds like nice, you know. You are the chosen race, the royal priesthood, a holy nation. But the thing is, you know, sometimes I'm thinking like the future. But no, you know, this is right now. We're the saints, we're the set-apart ones. We no longer belong to this world. We belong to his marvelous light. You know, he called us to this darkness, to his marvelous light, and we are this chosen race. We are the kings, we are the royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's what we are right now, not later. Once we become his children, that's what we are, his chosen race, the royal priesthood. And that's why we need to live like this chosen race, this holy nation. And for us to live like that, you know, we need to be these children of light. It says Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men, that they might see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. To walk as children of light, you know, means to live before the eyes of God, not hidden everything. Here it says, let your, shine, let your light to shine before men. You know, and then it says that we cannot hold that light. We cannot hide that light. We need to be that light and show to everyone this light so that the people glorifies God, glorifies the Father. And that's like everywhere we are. And everywhere and every place that we are, we need to walk in love. We need to walk as children of light. And we need to be that light. We need to show that love so that people ask, wow, what is that you're different? You know, like my friend, that's what that's when I noticed it. How important it is for us to everyone that is around us, not only the people in the church or our families or people who know that are Christians, but everyone, we should be living in this way of love, of showing God's light to them so that they could glorify God because of our life, because of our life and the way that we're living. As a, you know, and this, is, um, and this is what it means to walk as children of life. You know, it means that, you know, we live uh, before the God, God's eyes. And we cannot hide anything from Him. And, and also walking or walk as children of life means, you know, our character, it talks about our character and conduct that we bring to, you know, God's light into the world. You know, God's, you know, as we show that guy to people, you know, we, we, we will, by doing this, what walking in life, what showing God's light, 
we will help others find a way to Christ. That's a great way to find. That's a great way to to share the gospel. You know, we don't we don't have to talk about it, but the way we live, the way we uh, love, the way we respond, we can you know share that light, and we can if we can help people to find the way to Christ because of our life. And that's like uh, one of my favorite songs in Spanish. It talks about that, how it's just because of His grace and His love, you know, God's love, that I can be called that instrument of His love, you know, that can be called His children. And if they will see me in the way that I'm really, I am, you know, the, the way I am, they will, people will notice that it's, Christ who's reflecting in my life and and that's you know I don't know if that makes sense what I try to say you know I was trying to translate the song in Spanish to English but maybe it didn't make sense but my point is that we need to show this light to people we need to show this to them and show that love and give that love to people and just to finish that passage this passage you know now we, we went through um how you know we should be walking in love those things that we should not be doing how you know the the way we need to show this light to people and how important it's for us to show to everyone this light you know the light of god um and and then of course in in the end of this passage the the, the last verses uh since you know Paul reminds us of the, you know, just the, the the evil world that we live. You know, and since we live in an evil world, in darkness, Paul encourages us to walk wisely. And I and, and that's why I want you to remember these walking passages, right? Here Paul encourages us to walk wisely. Let's let's read let's read uh, passages uh, verse 15, 515. Look carefully then how you walk, not as on, as not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because days are evil. So here, you know, Paul is again being clear. You know, we the days are evil. We we live in an evil world, dark. There's darkness all around, and that's why we need to be careful. That's why we need to be walking wisely. Because, you know, there's all these things around us, the world that we live, that if we don't ask God for this guidance and this, you know, just to be careful in the way we live, we can fall into the trap of our enemy. And we can fall into the trap of sin. And, and that is why it's so important that every moment, that's you know that's why it's so important walking you know walking means that all the time you know walking just your daily life you know you walk walking it means you know that's why it's like we need to walk wisely in every choice in every moment we should be you know asking God for that wisdom in our lives so that we don't fail into the trap of sin or of our own you know or sin of our flesh or just a trap of the enemy. So just to finish, and just to 
really re remember the things that we went through today. You know, we are this, and that, that's what I want you to remember. We are this nation, uh, holy nation. You know, we are this, uh, that passage, you know, I, I love this passage. You know, we are a, uh, a chosen race, the royal priesthood, the holy nation. We're the children, the beloved children of God. And as these beloved children of God, we should be imitating Him. All the moments and the three ways that in this passage we learn, three ways that we can imitate God by walk, walking in love, by walk as children of light, and by walk wisely. That's a, you know that's those are some ways that we can imitate our God, and that's what I encourage you to meditate about it. Uh, you know, meditate about your life, um, and you know how's the you're living right now. Um, are we living as the holy nation, as these children of light? Are we giving love? Are we showing love? You know, are we walk, walking wisely? You know, with the the, the decisions that we make, the the the, uh, the goals that we have. You know. So that's my encouragement to you today that together we could, you know, continue this imitation process, you know, every day. Because like I mentioned before, this is something that is going to only, um, we're, gonna, we're only going to be able to accomplish this with perseverance by doing it, by asking God to help us to have that love to shine that light and to you know be wise in our daily life and our daily decisions so that's my encouragement to do today um and just to you know continue imitating our god in love in his light and in wisdom